Hey, welcome back to Bless Our Mess. I'm Taylor, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Kelly. And today we're going to be talking about friend or foe. Parenting styles. Yeah, right. Like our uh, finding that balance, right, between being a friend versus being a parent. Is is there such a balance, right, or is it one or another? You know. Right. So this uh, topic got brought up because, well, it's a, it's a topic that we discuss frequently, but it recently got brought up again when a influencer um, posted a video that went viral and a lot of people were reposting it or they were talking about it um, because she was really just uh, being vulnerable and heartfelt and just kind of crying to everyone giving those parents a warning of, please don't be your child's friend. Obviously there has, there was something really traumatic, um, that had happened to her daughter that she felt like she could have protected her from had she had been a little bit more of a parent rather than a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, in this certain situation, she was a single mom and she just said, you know, obviously there's going to be different dynamics with, a two parent home or a single parent home. Mm -hmm. But in this case, she was a single parent and she was just really trying to compensate for the fact that her daughter had to go back and forth between her and dad. And she just, she wanted to be the parent. That was the cool parent. That was the friend. She wanted to be the, you know, the fun and just didn't put those boundaries. She let her daughter kind of walk all over her. And, uh, she talked about, um, some specific things with social media, how she should have taken her phone and checked it or not allowed her to have certain apps like Snapchat and things like that. Mm -hmm. But she didn't want to put those boundaries um, on her daughter because she, she wanted to be the cool mom. Yeah. She wanted to be the cool mom. I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> <laughs> Wants to be the cool mom. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I see this a lot with the clients that we work with um, in the residential setting. Um, I'd have to say probably 95% of my clients I work with are divorced, mm -hmm. right? They're divorced families. And really? So this, that, that yeah. high of a rate? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other are adopted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Those kind of seem to be the, the two major ones. Now, obviously there's, it's not always the case. I do have families that I work with that are, you know, they're still mm -hmm. together. Um, but that's a common thing that I see. That now, is that just, is that just this facility that you work in for residential or do you think that's kind of a, um, a statistic in other residential treatment? Um, I don't know. That's just been my experience, you know, so I can't speak for any other place other than me. Like, I don't know. Yeah the dynamics of even the other therapists that work here. Right. right. Like, I don't know, but just from hearing a majority of their caseloads are even from divorced parents. But what we see is that similar pattern is, uh, the, the parent falls under the belief of like, Oh, I want to be the cool parent. Right. Cause then they'll love me more. And they mm -hmm. expect that to be like reciprocated. Yeah. Right? So like, like they're trying to overcompensate. Yes. Yeah. Right. Cause they're like, Oh, I don't want, I want them to choose to be with me, 
right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to have any boundaries because if I have a boundary with them, then they won't want to be here. They won't want to be around me. They won't love me. So yeah, no, I'm cool with you doing whatever you want. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And some of that is, can't just be put on the parent. Some of that is the kid manipulating the fact that, you know, well, mom said I could do this or dad never checks my phone or, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. They we, play it off. Yeah. They play, they play against each other. Yeah. They play them against each other to try to get them to feel bad so they can get what they want. Yeah. Right. Like I'm just going to go live with dad. He doesn't check my phone. He lets me have Snapchat. Yeah. And what that would look like in a household where it's not divorced, right. Is, well, dad said I could. Yeah. Right. Like how many times do we hear that? Oh, well, mom yeah. said I could. And I'm like, I'll have to talk to mom. But <laughs> yeah, but you're good. right now you're not doing this thing until I talk to mom. Right. Or it's like you go talk to mom. Do you know how many times I get the kids? I'm like, go, go bug your dad. Well, he said to come ask you. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. They just play it. So that's what it kind of looks like on, on both ends, you know? Um, but really it's, uh, you know, so where do we find that balance between, being a parent and being a friend because she correct me if I'm wrong. The post was pretty much like, don't be their friend. And it was like real staunch on that. Yeah. So, um, people could have taken it however they wanted, but it was very, um, it was very emotional, I guess, of obviously this parent was filled with some regret. Um, Mm -hmm. something traumatic, must have happened, which I'm sure for her daughter's privacy, she wasn't going to get into the specifics, but she really felt like her daughter's innocence that she was violated and that that innocence was taken away. So it was a very emotional thing where it was like, don't be their friend. Don't try to, you know, if you are, if your kids hate you, you're doing your job as a parent. And I understand where that comes from because yes, you know, there's times where Um, you really do, your kids are going to be upset with you, you know, whether they say, I I don't ever really remember saying I hate you to my parents just because I was really aware that that was something harsh to say. Of course I would tell them, you know, I don't like you, you're you're being a jerk or whatever, but (laughs) it's like, even if your kid does yell, you know, that I hate you, I just, I think you can find a balance. Like I, I get the message of it is I guess what I'm trying to say, I get the message of what she was trying to put out there Uh of, you know, your kids to some extent are going to hate you at certain times. And you've even said to our kids, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, you Apple watch (laughs) tuning in with us. You can crap that out. (laughs) But what were you saying? But yeah, I mean, you've even told our kids that, right? Yeah. Like, you're not going to like me all the time. That's okay. I'm okay with being the bad guy if it's going to protect you. And mm-hmm. I kind of think that's where she was going is, you know, I, I should have been okay with being the bad guy to protect my child because there is just so much crap that that our kids have access to or that are dealing with that we didn't have to go through. Mm-hmm. So I don't think a lot of parents, you know, realize um, – also, too, a lot of parents are worried about, maybe you've dealt with this, a lot of parents are worried about, well, I want to give my kids their privacy. I don't want them to think that, you know, they can't have their privacy, but I know it's my opinion and I think yours too. Like we've talked about our kids, when you're young, <laughs> you're not allowed to have right a full privacy, you know, you, like you don't get to 
to put um, locks on your phone. Like we always know our kids' passwords. Um, we always can have access. They turn their phones in upstairs where we can check it if we want. And of course, it's up to the kid whether they want to be completely transparent or whether they want to delete it or hide it. But eventually, um, our kids have learned that most of the time the truth comes out, right? If they're deleting texts, sometimes you know you'll find it in some other form, like, okay, what's going on? This doesn't add up. And then I'll ask them about it. it's like, oh, I deleted that. Mm -hmm. And then they get in trouble. And then they find out, well, actually we can go to our uh, carrier, our phone carrier and get a printout and see. And they're like, what, what? You can? You can do that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially now having worked in this, right, my eyes are a a lot more open having. Yeah. You'd probably deal with more extremes, but. Well, but every every waterfall starts with a drop of water, right? right? So, just yeah, I'm I'm getting them when they're at like the peak of their like problematic behaviors and like their outbursts and things like that. But it it started with that the lack of boundaries mm-hmm. or super soft boundaries, and really it that has more to say about the parent than it does the child because during the most like formative years, like where you can actually form and like, right. Have a Mm -hmm. strong influence over your children during those times. The parent was more worried about the kid liking them. Yeah. You know, now do you think there's two different types of parents that you work with parents that tend to blame things more on the kids? Like, Oh, that's just how they are. They're just disrespectful little turds or whatever. And then the (laughs) parent that recognizes that they had something to do with it. Um, eventually we get to the point where everybody's taking accountability for their, right. right. I mean, the kids still, you can be the best parent ever yeah, in the whole can, entire world and your kid can go astray. So it's not always the parent's fault. That's not what I'm saying, but right, recognizing right. that, you know, you had a part and then correcting that. Yeah. Yeah. And so if, if the parent is like, oh, you know, he's such a little, <laughs> Explicit word. Yeah. I've, you know, (laughs) some of those parents are at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I think we've all, (laughs) most of us have gotten to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll look at the, you know, I'll, I'll try to process with them. Well, okay. What influenced them to be that way? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we're very much creatures that learn both by nature and nurture, right? Like it's a balance between both. There's a lot of influential factors in our life. So when I'm like, okay, well, if this is how he's acting, what, what influenced it? You know, where did he actually, like, how did he learn that's how he's supposed to behave? You know? So if they're in an argument and I hate that he yells at me, it's like, well, what does it look like when you get in an argument with your spouse? Oh, we yell at each other all the time. It's like, okay. That's where they're To him, that's normal. Like, oh, this is what we do, you know? Right. So it's, uh, it. Eventually, we get to the point where everybody's taking accountability for their action, both on the kid's mm-hmm. side and the parent's side. Like, yeah, I did this. And and once people start taking ownership of, like, their behavior and, and their actions and their choices, that's when the relationship starts to get mended, repaired, and, and starts to progress. So is it possible to be their friend? Or should your kids just naturally hate you because you're the parent and you're the authoritative and I don't care what you think of me? Uh, no, there. you definitely can be. It's just knowing 
the difference between the two. Really, what it's supposed to be is like the parent is working for the child, meaning like, right, our jobs as parents is to really make ourselves obsolete to where our, where our kids don't need us, right? Because they're no longer dependent on us. We want, like, it's our job as parents to raise these kids to become independent, productive members of our society or of their family or of their own relationships. So let's talk about how you find that, that balance then. Really, uh, I, I think of times when our kids are doing something. It's like when our two oldest, when they were probably seven, eight, and they could really start to understand and comprehend things, you know, they weren't just like acting on impulse, you know, it's kind of like, no, now's, now they're starting to get it. Um, they can understand and process it. So finding that balance is really starting to establish healthy boundaries by helping your child understand the purpose of the boundary, you know? So we're taking a look at, you know, our home rules, you know, like if we tell, uh, Pace and Hey, you, you can't uh, have Xbox unless X, Y, and Z are done. Right. And there, right then and there, a boundary is set. And let's say he doesn't do whatever needs to be done. We're like, oh, sorry, man, you can't, you can't, you know, have game time or go play with friends or something because these things didn't get done. And if he starts to throw a fit, that's where some parents will kind give of, in. yeah, they'll give in and be like, oh, like I pestered my mom. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. You're the reason our kids pester. Yeah. My mom's a saint. <laughs> My mom is a saint, right? Because I would just push her buttons until she'd finally give in. But why? But why? But why? But why? Because I, right? Because I said. And to me, that wasn't enough. That's why I say that the child really does need to understand the purpose of the boundary. And then I also try to help them understand the unspoken message, right? Of whether or not I let them do something based on the behavior that they're exhibiting, right? So if he's throwing a fit because he wants to go out and play with his friends. And if I give into that, he then learns like, oh, cool. Throwing fits gets me what I want. Right. And now you'll start to see that behavior escalate yeah. over and over and over. And maybe it doesn't one time. Maybe you give in one time and he tries it again and you don't give in. What he does is the doubles down, right? I'll, I have to escalate my fits to from it used to be a temper tantrum to now I'm throwing things Let or now I'm punching holes bring in on the tears yeah or name calling or yeah now I'm gonna say things that are hurtful mm-hmm. so so you give in yeah right? so what do you do then with the kids that like say parents are listening going oh yeah my kid totally does that maybe it's because I gave in a lot when they were little and they've just learned right right how do you then change that behavior? Especially because as they get older, right, if you don't give them boundaries and then they get a smartphone and all of a sudden, you know, let's say, because I I tell our kids all the time, like, sometimes I'll I'll be listening to a podcast or I'll read a book and I'll get an idea like, oh, I'm going to implement that, right? I come home, we implement it, and they're like, whoa, what is this? What is this new thing where you're putting (laughs) a five-limit time limit on my social media. It's like, you only need five minutes. Well, I got an hour before 30 minutes. Before. Like they don't know what it's like when you try to correct that. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do you, um, cause I mean, I tell our kids all the time, like, look, sometimes, you know, it is hard to make that adjustment, but 
um, you know, every parenting is a learning evolving thing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You're never done. Right. It's you're constantly learning the way you raise one child. It's going to differ from the right. other. So if they're not used to you putting boundaries and you do, you decide, you know, you listen to something, you, you say, oh, I'm going to implement this and you go home and you implement that. And that kid ha- is not used to those boundaries. Of course, they're going to act out. Yeah. If you let your kids do whatever they want, whenever they want, then they start to think, oh, that's how the world works. Right. How often do our kids joke or Payson said that one day, you know, like mimicking me. What does dad say? That's not how the world works. That's not how the world works. And I try to help him understand like, Hey, everything that's going on in the home is preparing you for life. So if we can in this microcosm of life and inside the walls of our home, practice these, um, you know, characteristic of responsibility, these, these, uh, what am I thinking of virtues or whatever, right. Of, of responsibility, honesty, good character, you know, all of those things. We practice them now. They'll be more likely to exhibit those when they're adults. And so if you're trying to go from no boundaries to having boundaries, how do your children perceive that? Like you think, Oh, if I'm nice, they'll reciprocate and this will turn out really well. But what they really learn is like, oh, I just get what I want when I want. And so they just play off of that, right? And so your love wasn't reciprocated. Like they they selfishly just like take it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going from no boundaries to boundaries, it really has to be ownership on the parent's part, right? You really have to own that um, as far as, Hey, yeah, I know I didn't do that before. And it was really coming from this place. You know, Mm -hmm. I really thought that what I was doing was going to help you. But now that I look at it, I'm like, man, you know, I'm almost setting them up to fail if I don't help turn this thing around. Right. And eventually, you know, they adjust. Um, I remember deleting our oldest her tiktok because i saw some things on the home page like whoa this is not you know a lot of parents it's like so our kids have passwords when they try to get a an app or delete an app there's passwords i have to approve it and so you know there's been times where i've deleted certain things um and our kids will freak out. Why can't I have that? I used to be able to have it. Well, I didn't realize what I was letting you have. You right. know, I didn't realize that this is what you're being exposed to. Um, and so, you know, I'll set limits or I'll completely delete it or whatever. And of course, they'll freak out. But a lot of times when I explain, well, this is what I saw. Or this is and whether it's it's complete. This is how it's going to be or even just discussing it with your kid. And I guess that's what. I wanted to bring up as far as, you know, yeah, if I'm, if I'm parenting right, then my kids will hate me. Um, you know, there's parts of that, that I think you can agree with like, yeah, you, you know, your kids are going to hate you sometimes when you do stuff. Like I'm not going to just let our kids have whatever apps they want and spend hours on their social media because I'm worried about them hating us. But I do think there's a balance. I do think that you can have an open, relationship with them to where you can be their friend and they can understand. And I think a lot of that comes down to communication. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, this is why we're putting this boundary on you, Yeah, you know, and then also getting their input. Like as a teenager, 
I know a lot of teenagers and a lot of kids in general don't like just being told what to do. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll say, Hey, I don't like you doing this. For instance, do I wish my teenager had zero social media? Absolutely. There's times when I'm like, you know, I wish I could just delete everything. But the, the truth is, is that if we say zero, right, if we say no smartphone, no social media, no, no this, no that, eventually they're not going to learn to self-regulate. Right. And then when they do get that access, like, hey, I've got a job, I'm going to buy these things myself, or I'm moving out, they all of a sudden are just thrown into this world. They have no clue. Yeah, not prepared. How to regulate. Right. And so... Like with our daughter, we came up with a system where it was like, she's allowed to have Instagram as long as we know her fault. You know, we're allowed to kind of check her followers, who she follows, whatever. It's usually just close friends and close family. It's private. But also we came to a conclusion that 15 minutes was a good time limit. Yeah. Now that doesn't seem like a whole lot, but if she has 15 minutes on, you know, three or four different social media apps that we can have access to, to make sure we're checking and things like that. Um, I mean, you can always argue too, like, well, on this app, you can send disappearing pictures and blah, blah, blah. And well, mm -hmm. yeah, that's why you got to teach your kid to be the filter. Yeah. But I think if they have that trust, if, if you can, you know, be their friend with boundaries, I guess, really, yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to have your kid hate you. If they do hate you, they'll. It's probably because <laughs> of a breakdown of communication. Right. They right. don't understand why you're doing the things you're doing as a parent and because it doesn't register with their brain, then they're angry and they start to become resentful and say hurtful things. I hate you. I wish you were yeah. never my mom. Right. You know? So I think it's okay. I think it's okay to have your kids angry with you. I think that's normal. Um, but really eventually, I mean, I look back at my childhood and I have realized later on that there were so many things that I am so glad I had those boundaries mm -hmm. put on me. It saved me. It did. Yeah. It, it saved me from making a lot of stupid mistakes. Do I think my parents were super harsh because I was the oldest guinea pig child? Absolutely. But, you know, I thank them for it. I tease my siblings all the time. Like, well, I turned out the best. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, they were harsh with me. And I think that um, as human beings, we do. We need those boundaries. And But, you know, you can still be your child's friend and confidant. And you almost want your kid to have, you do want to have a good relationship with your kids, especially as they get older. Yeah, absolutely. And they become teenagers. You want to have that trust with them. Yeah. So just finding a balance, right. Communicating with them. Yeah. And I mean, when you look at the boundaries, right, we're talking about setting up boundaries and things and finding that line between being friend and parent. But really, if we take a look at boundaries, what do boundaries communicate? You know, um, like, imagine if we didn't have any speed limits. There's no boundary there, right? People are going to be driving, who knows, very fast, you know, extremely fast. And now we're talking, like, especially through residential areas. Oh, my goodness, right? How many people's lives are at risk? You know, little mm -hmm. children playing and things like that. No boundary there. It's It can be hurtful, very hurtful. It's very dangerous, right? Um, so when we take a look at a boundary in regards to parent-child relationship, um, that boundary is kind of like that safety net. It's, it basically communicates, I care enough about your well being. And, you know, me having lived longer, I can see this because I've experienced it or I've seen someone else experience it. 
Um, and so I care and love you enough to hold this boundary because if you go outside of this boundary, you know, there's danger there. Mm-hmm. There's possibility of heartache or in the cases I work with addiction, you know, yeah. and there's tons of guilt and remorse that comes with that. Yeah. So setting boundaries for your children, but also being able to explain and communicate that to them so that they don't just think, you know, mom and dad, I read a text <laughs> from, I don't think you know this from our 12 year old that I was texting his friend, you know, I can't do this. My mom's being a pain in the butt again. And I read that and I'm like, my first reaction to be was to be like, what the freak? dude? That's not fair, you know, but I kind of laughed it off because it's like, I obviously need to explain better rather than when I'm in my moment, like, can I do this? Can I do this? No, get out of my face. Quit bugging me. It's easier sometimes to just say, because I said so. But mm-hmm. I think the times that, you know, so that showed me like, I need to do a better job of explaining. This is why I don't want you to do this. Let's communicate this. And then it goes from my mom's being a jerk or a pain in the butt to like, well, actually my mom loves me and maybe I don't. I mean, I tell our kids all the time, just because you don't agree with, you know, the way I'm parenting, you know, you can do it different later on, but just know this is what I'm doing. I feel is right. Or that we're doing that we feel is right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we really take things into consideration. We don't just say, yeah. you know, cause I don't want you to, that's why. So I guess really just setting boundaries and explaining to your kids, right? Yeah. Why there's that boundary and that it comes from a place of love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you, if you haven't had a chance to read, I, I would recommend seven habits for highly effective people. Um, cause in there, uh, Covey talks about how by Franklin Covey. Yeah. Um, how they were trying to kind of like micromanage their son and like, and once he really took a step back and realized like, Whoa, the only reason why I'm doing these things with my child is because I'm more concerned about my image with Mm. someone else rather than him becoming a successful person. And he and his wife ended up, um, you know, flipping, flipping it on the head as far as how their approach with their son. And then he ended up growing up to be like a, a very competent, successful person. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is what we all want for our kids. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, at least the first couple of chapters of that book is, is extremely helpful. He talks about we're working from the inside out, right? Like that's why I say as parents is we take ownership over our behaviors and explain that, Hey, here's why we're doing what we're doing. Um, here's my experience with life, right? Then they better understand like, whoa, yeah, no, my parents really just want me to be happy. They want me to succeed. And that's where all that boundary explanation comes in. To tie it all together, if you have no boundaries, start to tighten up boundaries, take ownership of it. Um And as always, if there's other topics or things, or maybe even just this topic further, you know, explain, leave us some comments, reach out to us. Uh, We definitely want to be able to provide content.